Well, welcome. Uh, we are missing our Blaze Spitaleri today. He couldn't make it, but we are going to uh, dredge forward. And uh, we do have a great show for you today. Uh, again, my name is Nicole Block. I'm a director for Brookfield Properties. And with us as my co-host today is Becca Ramadi. She is our vice president, TAAEF. Ms. Becca, how are you? Hello. Hello, hello. Uh, and we have a special guest today. Um, I really, I this is Really, one of my good friends in the industry. We've been, we've known each other, we've served together, we've taught together. This is really exciting for me to be able to kind of just kind of, you know, go back and forth with her on a topic I know she's really passionate about. Um, so we have Sarah Turner. She is an RVP with Olympus. Absolutely fantastic. We're only one little piece of her of her resume. She is definitely qualified to speak on all things uh, hands from HR. Um, actually, I think she, she could be a backup co-host. I'm thinking I'm going to call on her next time. If I can't ever make it, I'll have her fill in. Uh, but but Sarah, please um, introduce yourself, kind of talk through your background in the, in the industry and kind of how you got here today, and then we'll get on with the topic. Hey guys, um, very excited to be here. Thank you, Becca and Nicole for inviting me. Um, actually, usually when I get the call from HR stuff. It's not the good stuff, but uh, no, this is exciting. Um, I love to talk about, you know, anything to do with the people and um, our relationships with the people and, you know, talking about our companies, whether it's the one you're in, the one you've been at. Um, and so I'm excited to be a part of this today. And, I, you know, about me, I am an RVP with Olympus. All that means is I support six amazing regionals across the state, um, the great state of Texas, which, you know, we all think is our own country. Um, I know. And uh, just ask us if we love it because Texans will tell you. So, yeah, I get to um, spend time with some amazing leaders that make me look good. So so it's a pretty cool gig. Well, you know, and one of the things that Sarah, you know, may not brag upon herself, I do want to make sure you guys know really, you know, the the quality and the relatability that she has is that, you know, she is an operator, as she mentioned. She's also served as a supplier and she's also been a director of education for a local association. Uh, So I think that she definitely has. Um, a myriad of experience and lenses that she sees the, you know, this industry through. Um, she's been a job seeker as well, right? Haven't we all? So I think it's a triple she, threat. Yeah, triple threat. There you go. Are you, she's going to do Broadway next. I think she'll sing, she'll dance. Who knows? I'll do it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. We, yeah, I'll be your backup any day. Okay. I'll be in the background. Um, but truly, she's a, a triple threat. And I think that she has a really fantastic um, reputation in our industry. And I know that she brings a lot to the table. So we're going to talk a little bit about kind of your elevator pit. If you were, again, in the proverbial elevator or had a networking opportunity or just had a few minutes to convey to a job seeker and or maybe a potential colleague of yours in the future or a supplier that wants to do business with you. Um, really, there's all different ways that you know we are exposed to each other's companies. Would you be ready? What would you want to talk about and how would you say it? So, you know, as you guys know, with the hints from HR the past year and a half, we've given suggestions on, you know, how are you, you know, have you built your culture? How are you putting it out there? How are you recruiting? How are you looking at benefits? How are you reaching the job seeker? You know, and so this is kind of a culmination of that, really, um, because it's how your associates feel about their company. So I know Sarah, Sarah kind of did a little experiment when she found out that she was going to be on here and I love it. Um, So I want you to share a little bit about your experiment, Sarah, and what you found out. Well, you know, Nicole, like I was saying earlier, the, um, if you lined up all of our management companies and you asked what the challenge is, okay, there's going to be supplies, all these things, but it's people, it's finding the right people, keeping the people engaged. And um, so this is such a hot topic. And whether you have a recruiting department which I do. I'm so fortunate to have some incredible leaders in HR. Um, But, but if you don't, you still have to figure out these ways to connect with people in this elevator pitch. So when you guys asked me about this, I thought, Oh gosh, what would mine be? 
you know? And so I actually reached out to my six regionals that I get to work with. I reached out to Ben with Carol, have to give him a shout out, Becca with Inner (laughs) Solutions, um, and some of my business managers. And it was very interesting. And my, my text message to them was random question. If you were on an elevator, somebody walks in and says, why do you like where you work? Or why do you like where you work? I really need a job. What would your response be? And because I know all of their personalities, it was it lined up with their personalities. My business manager, Mandy, um, said, can I get back with you in a few minutes? And she did. And she really sent back this very thoughtful response, which I loved. Um, one said, um, uh, dope. I get paid dope money, uh, which was probably one of my favorites. We get to wear jeans on Friday. Uh, you know, the, the supplier partner was very much the people. I love yeah. the people, you know, so it was, it was really interesting and, and, uh, really made me think how important that was for everyone to kind of have that pitch. Because like I said, you know, that is our struggle right now. And we should always be recruiting just like back when we took our leasing class hundred years ago, always be closing. Yeah. And we need to be doing that all the time. Yeah. And at one point that, you know, whenever we were discussing this earlier, that I think that all of us can really step back and, and just reevaluate is, is it authentic? You know, is it authentic to the person, you know, when, I, when I'm speaking about Brookfield, you know, it is, it is authentically the way that I feel. It's still a reflection of our mission and our values and, and all of the, and the culture, but it still has to be from me, you know, authentic. And so I think that's also something that if you've never thought about it before, and like I mentioned, we brought it up at TAA and I said, Hey guys, what's your elevator pitch? And I would probably say 75% of the room just kind of went ah, like, I, I don't know, you know, can, can, can you recite your mission statement? Some of them could, could you talk about your values? Absolutely. But what does it mean to you? What does it look like? And you've got like all oh, 5,000 of your closest friends, you know, that you could potentially network and maybe work with one day. Um, so I think that that's really interesting um, as far as the authentic piece, you know, um, you know, when we're looking at this, but talk a little bit more. You just mentioned, Sarah, about always be recruiting, you know, I, you know, tell me how your company is approaching that. Tell me how you ensure that you are. You know, I think that's something it's, it, it's something I think we all realize we probably should be doing, but we're not. Um, but tell me a little bit about how Olympus handles that and, and your perspective. Well, it's interesting. I do have a recruiting. I don't have. I, I am fortunate to work with a recruiting department and Sarah has her uh, own personal recruiter. To say I that. know it sounded like, it. you know, this, <laughs> here's the thing I do. It's the people. Yeah. Um, and some of the feedback has been, and on this call, you know, we, we just talked about the other day with um, HR folks is um, in Texas, we tend to not have to have as many job fairs and stuff because our teams are so connected. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And I think that that shows the value of your relationships at your local level um, and being involved and engaged. And we, and it's not necessarily, you know, I'm going to go steal from somebody else. Perfect example and shameless bug is our, the TAEF ambassador, Bailey Hawthorne. Mm-hmm. She, one of our con, I know, right. I love her. <laughs> one of our contractors um, who Mario fabulous. He's always on our properties doing this stuff said, Hey, we have a bartender at our local restaurant that is just, she wants this like thing. She wants a job. She wants this like grown up thing. And I told her Olympus is the place. I know you'll like it. So our elevator pitch and how we do it every day made even one of our supplier partners share our story. And we were fortunate and honestly, we're better because he did that because now we have Bailey on our team. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just creating that experience is so important. So that involvement on the local level, making sure that you take care of those relationships with your supplier partners, because who knows where they go eat, 
you know, or who's at their doctor's office or whatever that is. And they hear, Hey, I want to get into this or I want to get into real estate. Mm-hmm. We hear that a lot. Um, and I get, I get a call. I just got a call the other day from my best friend from high school. Her sister-in-law needs a job. Uh, so it's kind of, but I think it's important that when you get those opportunities, no matter what level you're at in this industry, that you make the call and right. you say, Hey, listen, I don't have the position right now. Where are you located? What would you like to do? And we all have the people, um, yeah. you can call me and I'll connect somebody. And I think that that's really important is help us recruit, um, locally here in Texas. Well, and I think we also talked about that. You know, there's, there's two parallel tracks. There's someone who needs a job right now, like that job seeker. You know, he he or she may run into that elevator and be like, "Let me in. I I need to get in now." Um, but I also think we're playing the long game, and I think that's the game that people don't kind of discount. And I think because it's we're in such a society of like instant gratification, you know, everything with social media and beyond. Um, but that's a great story that you shared about Mario. Is that he, um, you know, he he heard you know, and saw and felt again, the authentic piece of, of Olympus. Right. So, so he was able to give your elevator pitch on your behalf because he had worked with you long enough to know your culture. Um, it could vouch for you guys as a responsible, obviously like you cover all the responsibility bases as far as a good company, but how she could come in and learn knowing she had no experience and really where could she thrive? Um, so I think that Mario making that connection to Bailey, who ended up now again as TAAES, you know, newest ambassador. I think that that is a, a testament to what we're talking about today and why, you know, again, that authenticity and embodying it. And for Mario to speak that on your behalf is, I think, really powerful and not, to, you know, I don't want that to go unnoticed. You know, that long game piece, Nicole, that you talk about, um, when I talk about TAAEF, we talk about wanting to help people who are looking for a job now right. and also for those to who aren't right now to get help them have multifamily and the apartment industry on their radar for later. And so it really is, you never know when that's going to click. And so you have to take that approach that just talking to people about the industry generally, because it may come to them later it may click later and it may come at a point when they need it and they didn't need it at this very moment, but they will in the future. Well, and think about this, Sarah, you, you, you said, I, I made that phone call. I didn't have anything, you know, because, but how many times did we jump? Because I mean, again, no one, no one has so much spare time laying around um, that they're not, you know, air quotes busy. They're thinking, I don't have anything, so I'm not going to call. I mean, I can, I can tell you, you know, I've probably been guilty of that in the past. I think we all probably have been, but for you to make that time, um, I think is really impactful because I mean, clearly it paid off in the, in the long run. Um, and, you know, so as far as like with, your, your leadership, Sarah, you guys had talked about the, a call that you were just on. You were talking about again, always be recruiting in that. You know, is there anything else that you would say when you're coaching your teams um, about this type of topic and, and about, you know, always being recruiting? I know you're natural at it. You're fantastic. How are you coaching your teams to be the same? As, as Gallup has said, 70% of a team's engagement comes from that property manager. You know, so so talk to me about that, because I know that, you know, that I think that's, for coaching it and there's leaders on this call that are watching, I think they'd love to hear about it. I say this a lot. Culture is only as good as what your team feels. You can yeah. say it all the time. You can post pictures on social media. You can put it on a website, but if your groundskeeper does not feel that culture, you don't, you're missing a piece of it. You may mm-hmm. not have the culture you think you do. Right. Um, and we don't do everything right, but we own right. it. And I think that that's what makes us, you know, and I think most management companies do, you know, I know we don't have everything right, but I think, you know, I even think just this exercise with the elevator pitch, I'm definitely going to do with our team. But if you stop and think about it, 
your brand, whether it's getting a new resident in your home or a supplier partner connecting with someone or you're recruiting, you're wearing that name badge. And if you think about it, so often we focus just on the office team for recruiting pieces. Mm. But at the end of the day, hopefully they're taking their name badge off and leaving on their desk so they don't forget it tomorrow. (laughs) But our service team's still wearing our name on their shirt when they go to the restaurant with their family. I've seen it. And so do they, are they prepared to have that? Are they happy with where they're at? And so it is so important Um, for us internally. um, I think our goal is to make sure that we create the environment that our teams feel heard and Mm -hmm. are not just a number. And that's actually one of the things that one of the team members said of their elevator pitch was, I'm not a number. I know when Chandler comes to an event or comes to something that he's going to come talk to me. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact that, and I had, I just spoke with the manager the other day in West Texas. And she said, I, I was, it was so exciting to actually meet the owner of the company. Yeah. Um, and to me, again, this is that part of how do you keep it going? I'm just used to it. Mm-hmm. But what about those new people? They don't know it sometimes. So it's just, you know, making sure that you continue to have that conversation and communication. Um, yeah. We do want all of our teams to have weekly meetings. I know we talk about it as an industry, but right. it always doesn't, it doesn't always happen. Yeah. Um, but just encouraging. And I think one of the things that we do um, is uh, a lot of times whenever you become a leader in this industry, you're just expected to know how to hold meetings or communicate. Mm -hmm. And so what we like to do is give our teams um, tools to do that. And that doesn't mean follow the script. It means, hey, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So let's talk about some things. Here's some stuff. And you give them something each month, not a whole list at the beginning of the year because it gets lost. But each month to just kind of remind them and bring them all together so that if they are run into somebody in the elevator, that they can talk about the cool things that they do here at Olympus. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and Brookfield does something similar with our internal communications. And so we we have a weekly meeting, but we also have huddles every day, like just kind of like getting, you know, and again, they're they're quick and they're meant to do different things, but just a, a point in time and a connection to ensure that we're all, you know, kind of moving in the same direction. And so we do give talking points. We're telling you nothing else to say. (laughs) <laughs> here are yeah. two or three things going on, like you said, um, with the company, you know, um, with, you know, the industry or sometimes just with the world, you know, so I think that that's really key um, because we don't want to assume, you know, we, you know, management and leadership are different things and they don't come with a guidebook. If they did, we'd all be better at it faster. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I think that's great as far as looking at that. Um, you know, a couple of things I wanted to kind of talk through also is and we talked about two other things. So we talked about um, Sarah, like, that it's not just your elevator pitch and what you're saying, of course, we want to be authentic, but it's also your professionalism, how you conduct yourself in meetings, how you, you know, in association events and, and how you're networking about, you know, really that you, you are the brand, whether you, you know, realize that or not, you know, when I'm walking into a room, yes, I'm Nicole, but I'm also Brookfield properties and they are, they are judging, engaging and looking and, and seeing again, not for today, but it could be for tomorrow. So can you kind of talk about your thoughts on that and you know how you, you know, how you coach that and, and develop that in your teams? I think you have to do it by example. Yeah. Um, I was actually uh at an event uh and somebody with their people were introducing themselves, and I heard someone say, I am the vice president of operations over this region, and these people report to me. Nice, right? In a social environment, and I thought, ugh. Um, so, you know, (laughs) I'm only as good as the groundskeeper that I work with, you know, you know, years ago I worked for a company and I was in the interview process and I saw an org chart and the org chart was upside down. 
And mm-hmm. it like, that's why I went to work for that company. Yeah. Um, the president was on the bottom and he yeah. said the, this is the top. So I think the words we use are really important yeah. um, to our team that they feel that, you know, I don't say I supervise people. I support them. Amen, um, sister. That's that's what we do. Like, I know, I'm so lucky. excited to hear that, though. That how lucky good. are we that we get this opportunity? Yeah, you know. Sure. And I, I think, um, you know, I, I got to say, I was, I loved Pitbull. I was a little. We walked into that at the TA Education Conference. I was like, I don't know about this. And the things he said were so real, and I felt it. That pressure is a privilege. Yeah. And you know, using those things, and I think when you lead by example, um that, you know, I was pulling reports this morning at a DD, you know, like it's not, a, it, nothing's above anyone. Right. And when you do that, I think people feel it and it makes the elevator elevator pitch roll off the tongue a lot easier. Yeah, I would, I would agree. And I think it goes back to a lot of things we talk about with authenticity and, you know, and I think that there are so many people I've met, you know, one of them being you, of course, that I'm like, gosh, you know, like every time it's just consistency, consistency, as far as, you know, representing a brand herself. And, you know, but then like, to your point, there's other times you, 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 because people tend to be in these meetings themselves, good, bad, or and indifferent. Yeah. And so, yes, I have heard some of that before. So just be wary of the of the verbiage that you're using, and and are you representing your brand appropriately? Because um, you know, do I want to go where I am a number? And if I ask you, am I going to be a number at your community, at your company? I mean, no one's going to say absolutely, yeah. but I'm going to feel that way because you are you are all almighty. Right. Um, so I, I appreciate that you said that. Cause I think that we don't realize the power of the words that we use and the, the actions that we have. Um, but let's talk about the job seeker for a second. So if you are a job seeker, you know, what about your elevator pitch? What, what would you consider or how would you maybe let the job seekers know what to, what to look for or how to sell themselves or what to hear in someone else's elevator pitch? What, what are your thoughts on that? So interesting. You said, I'm not looking, but I have, you know, um, I think, I think you want to be real. Um, I think you want to be confident and not cocky. And there is a fine line. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had some interviews where I'm like, Ooh, you know, I don't know how to take that. Yeah. Um, I think you want to be honest for sure. Um, I've been in interviews where someone's like, I do this, this, and this, and I can look on their social media on their like property website. And I'm like, they didn't do any of that. Yeah. So I think that's important. Um, I also think you need to do your homework and not waste your time Mm -hmm. and make sure that that company does align, like you said, with your benefits and beliefs. I know you guys had done um, another session on that. And that is really, really important. Um, Mm -hmm. I have, I've worked at a few different companies. You can go to my LinkedIn page to see. Um, And (laughs) there's some that it wasn't just a good fit for me. Didn't mean it was a bad company. You know, some people want to come to a company where they're not involved in certain things, or they don't want to feel the pressure to get involved in association stuff. And if that is what you want, talk to the person about that. You know, for me personally, I have a couple of regionals that that's just not their thing. Um, They just want to come to work in the time in their life. They have families that they're trying to focus on. And so, but I have some that want that. And so it's really important for the seeker and, um, and the company that may be hiring, but to really be honest about what those expectations are. Yeah. Well, and I think that the, you know, honesty serves both sides, serves both purposes. You know, I think sometimes we get into a position, especially in this job market where desperation could really take over if we don't, if we don't manage it. And so sometimes I think that, you know, we're trying to sell, you know, what we think they want instead of what we really are. And I think that that's going to end up kind of biting everybody in the rear, you know, because you're going to, they're going to get in and be like, this is not what I signed up for. And then you're going to get a job seeker. That's like, Ooh, it's kind of a square peg in a round hole, you know, and, and, but we did it to ourselves. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, like I loved your point when you mentioned the, um, 
you know, because I clearly love to be involved in the apartment association, right? But there are some people that don't. Uh, very foreign to me, but I respect it. I'm kidding. No, I think that, but what I, do you do I, with all that extra time? But I think that's great where you can say you have the option to, or not, or, you know, instead of saying like, this is required that we go to these events. Well, then that might not be for you, but that's a really good point. You know, if they really just want to be, you know, in, I, I'm going to be there. I'm still, it doesn't mean I'm not dedicated to my job on there. Right. But I've got, you know, I got a two-year-old at home, right. We've all, and we've all been there too. So I think that's really important as, as the job seeker to know, Again, what you're looking for and then what you're going to listen for in that in that speech. Right. So if they're talking about, you know, work life harmony, you know, or, or there, that's part of, you know, or asking them about that. Um, if they can't speak on it, then they're not thinking about it. I mean, honestly, um, well, I just I, this just this morning, got a text from someone that said, hey, I'm working for a company now that lets me or allows me to be involved in the association. I've missed it so much. Yeah. Literally this morning. And how can I get involved again? Who do I need to connect with? And yeah. so that person, when they were looking at the other job, didn't ask those questions. And you're probably right, probably out of desperation, whether it was in a bad situation or transition because they were selling. There's right. so many things. It doesn't mean a company's bad or, or anything right. like that. But sometimes we make the wrong move. You know, yeah. it happens. But being honest with yourself um, is definitely important. And find out if you are, if you have or have a have been or currently in a situation you're not super comfortable in, find out what that is, because yeah. that's what you need to make sure you have in the next job. Um, and, or speak with someone at the company you're at and see if you can make a change. Because if you're feeling that way, maybe somebody else is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think some, you, know, you always hear the grass is always greener. Sometimes I think it's where you water it. You know, so I think that, you know, sometimes it's, it's a matter of, of, you know, speaking up potentially and, or affecting some change, but we're all on different levels and, 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 and spheres of influence, you know, where we work. And, um, but I, but I do think that if you're watering the grass, wherever it is, it's going to tend to be greener. Um, you know, but I think that sometimes right now we feel a little bit uh, as an industry, just from TAA, and maybe you got this feedback from some of your peers too, Sarah, is that people feel a little out of control right now because they're like, oh, it's about money. It's about money. People are just jumping. There's nothing I can do. You know, it's like, they're, they're going for the almighty dollar and, you know, and so I think that this is when we double down on those connections. We double down on the culture. You double down on the relationships and ensuring that you really are leveraging that piece of it. Um, you know, if someone's going to get $10 more an hour doing the same job, good for them. You know, because yeah. you're, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow, like that's amazing. Um, and I'm, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing that in some of my markets were like seven to $10 and for a, maybe for a promotion they're not ready for. And so, you know, my hope is that they're going to remember that I had a candid conversation with them about their growth and development and where they are and, and where I feel that they, uh, you know, where they're not ready yet, but could be, um, you know, my, my hope is that they go and maybe it'll circle back. I think the pendulum always swings back the other way. Um, but if you're not controlling what you can control, then, then you're going to, I think you're going to succumb to the almighty dollar, you know, the, the dope money, I'm kidding, but the dope money, if you have a dope culture, then you're winning. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, or could you say, Hey, we have competitive pay. You know, we really, we evaluate the markets and have competitive pay. Um, although I do love dope money. I'm going to have to yeah, I'm gonna circle that back with Brookfield and see, can we put that on our, on our webpage? Thank you, Kate. You know, you said something really important is having that tough conversation. Yeah. So we are going to have the calls and I, I have a perfect example of this. I had an assistant manager in South Carolina that was ready to be, she wanted to be promoted and it was time. We had an opening and I had a hat and I love her. We've been to two different States together. We, you know, and, and I had a really tough conversation with her that she just wasn't there yet. And I had to tell her why. And those hurt, especially because you build these relationships. It's you become yeah. family, which is yeah. one of our core values. Um, yeah. 
And, and you do become family. And we had that tough conversation and she wasn't ready yet. She continued on to be an assistant manager. Years later, I'm in another company. I bring her on as a manager. She's Good. phenomenal. And last week she just got promoted to a regional manager within her company. Aww. So she wasn't ready for that manager position, you know, eight, 10 years ago. And now look at her now. And we still talk on a regular basis and that having those conversations are not easy for everybody. And sometimes you have to reach out to a peer or to a supervisor or something to say, gosh, this is where I'm feeling. And sometimes yeah. we don't want to have those conversations because we don't want people to see other people's weaknesses, right? We don't want everybody to see that our team maybe not reaching that potential, but that those conversations, Nicole, what you said are so valuable. And that is that elevator pitch. I think you could probably mm-hmm. have a few in your pocket, recruiting, dealing with those mm-hmm. conversations and your, you know what your service teams need to hear it too. What can yeah. I do to get you there? Right. Well, I think that's the the piece, you know, just like we always talk about on these, on these, you know, podcasts and whenever we facilitate and talk, it's like, what, focus on what you can control. There's so much uncontrollable in, in our world. And I think that if we focus on that, it's a lot of wasted energy, not that they don't need attention. Again, I'm not saying that, but, but if we really focus on what we can control and ensure that that's covered, I think that the impact of the uncontrollable, um, won't be felt as, as harshly, you know, because you are, you know, I think people at the end of the day, they are, they do understand and they do understand who has their back and they do understand who's been there, you know, having those difficult conversations. And I think the most rewarding ones are the most difficult. And I think that when, you know, if, if we talk about being authentic, so again, practice authenticity before you start those conversations, um, because if you don't, they're going to see right through it. You know, they're going to see that, you, you know, why are you telling me this? You don't care about me. But if they know that I do care and they know that we have had these conversations and we have been coaching through it, then that authentic piece kind of comes out. Um, and again, that's that long-term play. Like I love that she was now, she's not a regional manager and you guys still talk because you have, you created that relationship and that's the long game. You know, you could potentially work with her again, you know, and, it, and, and that's the recruiting long game that we're talking about. That's the ultimate elevator pitch, you know, um, is that people want to work with you again because of those conversations. They don't want to work with you again because you're, happy fun girl, which you super are happy fun girl, right? I think but you're so. also, but you're also a businesswoman. I mean, you're, you know, like, I mean, I love being happy fun, but I also really take my job very seriously. And the growth and development of the team I support is number one, you know, it's their engagement motivation is number one. So um, Sarah, as we promised, time has gone like that. <laughs> you did, uh, you said curious. it was going to go fast. I'm I know. curious, as you know, you mentioned, this is a great activity to do with your teams. And what would you want them to take away from this elevator speed pitch idea or um, the idea of, you know, recruit, always be recruiting? Right. I don't think it stops with the people I talked with. I think, you know, I actually am going to do this exercise with my whole entire team, every single person. You know, we're actually right now doing mid-year goals. And so we're yeah. talking about what we need to get our teams to their goals, you know, not just hit a KPI, you know, somebody wants to get their CBO or, or whatever that is. But I think, you know, um, asking our service teams and, you know, what does that look like? And um, I mean, when I read these, they were so passionate and and I loved it. It, it made me feel good. Um but I think it made them all think. And sometimes we need that, you know, so often we go look at all the benefits we offer, but how do you feel, you know, and just what is this elevator pitch? I, I love that activity. Nicole and Becca, that was awesome. So thank you. It's something we're going to take back and hopefully sure. people will continue to see the culture grow here at Olympus, but uh, it, it's, it makes you stop and think for sure. Well, I think that, that that's really what we want you guys to do. We want you just to ask the questions, you know, because if, if we start the conversation to ask the questions, we'll solve for it. And then again, 
you execute on that, then you evaluate it, and then you redo it all again. I mean, this is a this is a cyclical process because it's growth and development. But um, I know the time has really flown by. You know, Sarah, you are fantastic. I just admire you so much. And um, but I think that again, you're really well respected. You are that triple threat, maybe quadruple. I don't know. We'll have to figure out. You have so many other hidden talents. Um, but I hope that you'll consider joining us again in the future because I think you have a lot to share. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And we'll see you soon. Thanks, Sarah. Thanks, Nicole. All right. Thanks, ladies. Bye. Bye. Thank you.